Does your health routine for the new year include eye care? Well, now that you can use your renewed vision benefits, it's easy to add it to the routine. Visit pearlvision.com and schedule exams for the whole family. They work with all major vision plans, including iMed, and they'll cover your cost of insurance copay or eye exam. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 331-2023. Exams available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to Pearl Vision. Some doctors employed by Pearl Vision. This is Ford in Vegas. I'm Ford. And I'm Vegas. And this is a true crime podcast with two friends who hate each other. Vegas, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. I hate you still, so that's always a plus. Wow. We got a lot to get to. Oh, my gosh. You know what I realized I did, Vegas? What did you do? Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, no. What happened? I left uh, I left my iPad delay down downstairs. Oh boy. Oh my god. Oh god. So now we got to do this whole show off the top of my head. How are we ever going to do it? How are we ever going to do it? Like we always do. Yeah. We got a lot to get to tonight. Thanks for being here. If you're watching us on YouTube for the very first time, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Like, five-star reviews, the whole nine. You guys have been on the internet long enough. You, you know how this works. So uh, thank you very much for being here. We appreciate it. You guys got any questions, comments, concerns? If you want me to get rid of Vegas, just just let me know. Uh, right down there in the comment section. Vegas, mm-hmm. blown up city. What is going on? All of a sudden, everybody wants to listen and watch our shows on YouTube. We're big hit. Let's just say that. Big hit. Big hit. Um, you want to get rid of me, so that's good. We've already established that. Uh, but if you want to get rid of Ford, which is a possibility. That's impossible. No, it is a possibility. Uh we can do that. And oh. when I say get rid of Ford, I mean get rid of Ford. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You mean like a shallow grave? No, 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 no. Is that deep. what you're referring to? No, no, to? deep grave. Real oh, deep. A deep grave. Real deep grave. Deeper you than ain't six? Oh, yeah. You're going 10 feet under. Yeah, you're going, wow. uh, you're going Undertaker, buried alive, match under. <laughs> so we got a lot to get to. Uh, we got a lot on some um, murderous moms. Couple of moms doing some some bad things. Happy Mother's Day, mother. Yeah, one of them on Mother's Day. We got a lot to. Ugh, boy, there's, it's not good. It's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's creepy. Got a story out of South Carolina. We got a cold case that was solved, and we got some updates on some things that we've talked about on this show over the last couple of weeks. The uh, Gall murder in Queens, New York. We have an update on that. And we got a Las Vegas update with bodies and barrels and a story out of Michigan that'll just make your skin crawl. And Vegas has his quick hits. 
and we have a baseball bet to talk to talk about rather, and also Rage and Rob's music minute, um, which I realized just now that I did not load up, so I will have to play that the hard way. Oh, excellent! On this show, but that's okay. It's okay because I I know what I'm doing. We were just in a little bit of a hurry. Not really. Coming on the program. Yeah. We are live right now, FordinVegas.live. We are also live on Twitter. So thanks for being here if you are watching this show live. So I wanted to start this week's podcast off with a debate topic. Is this guy in the right? Is he in the wrong? Is he an asshole? What's the deal? I will let you know. A South African pastor is being just destroyed online mm-hmm. after filming himself proposing to a grieving woman in the middle of her father's funeral, mere feet from the dead man's coffin. The video of the proposal has more than 278,000 views. Now, while we're over on on YouTube, we don't have that many views. As critics accuse the man of making the somber occasion about himself, proposing to the deceased's daughter right at the funeral, wiping the tears. He's seen on the video wiping away the daughter's tears as he proposes to her. According to uh, Central News News Agency, the pastor, who was presiding over the service, had asked the woman's hand in order to help heal her broken heart. Well, that'll get the job done. (laughs) In the controversial clip, the deceased's unnamed daughter is seen sobbing in the front row near her father's casket. Then all of a sudden, the suitor kneels in front of the bereaved gal with a microphone and pops the question, causing other mourners to cry out in shock. The clip ends with the pastor putting a ring on his bride-to-be's finger, which she appears to have accepted. The holy man had specifically thanked God for being in his girlfriend's life during such a difficult time. He also said that he hoped his proposal would help her come to terms with her father's passing. Uh Needless to say, TikTok overwhelmingly disapproved of the gesture with one aghast gawker writing, quote, this here is wrong, no matter how you try and justify it. Timing is off, criticized another, while one uh, commenter deemed the (laughs) mid-memorial marriage proposal an example of, quote, pure disrespect at all levels, end quote. Well, I mean, that's one way of getting around getting the father's permission. (laughs) Wait until he's dead? Yeah, he can't object this way. Now, some people have defended this guy. One sympathizer wrote, he's trying to create memories, nothing wrong here. Another wrote, that's him saying, you may have lost a parent, but I'll be with you to get you through this. Uh, ain't, Ain't going anywhere. That's love, guys. I mean, you could have totally said, you know, that's one, you know, you know, you lost one parent, but I'll be your daddy. Oh, yes. 
Fantastic. Another row, guys, he wanted to do it in front of the late parent. Nothing wrong. If you are deeply spiritual, you will understand this. And reading through the comments that uh, this article put in this, <clears throat> the article put in this, my butcher that, the <laughs> comments that were used in this article are very, very poor in grammar. But I guess it's on the internet, and you don't have to. Yeah, you don't need good grammar. You, you don't have to have good grammar when you're on the internet. No, if anybody's proved that, I have. So, Vegas. Yes. Your thoughts. And I want, and, and people watching this on YouTube, you can let us know in the comments section below. People on the podcast, you could always uh, hit us up and let us know what you think. But your thoughts, Vegas. Is this bad? Is it? Is it? Love? Is he? What is he? Well, is he a dick? Well, I see. I would need a little bit more context because what more do you need? Well, no. Like, was this pastor dating the daughter for a long time? Anyway, but does that matter? It does matter. How? How does that matter? It does matter because in what world? Because maybe you know. Obviously, she said yes, so I'm assuming it wasn't spur of the moment some random pastor guy no, uh, proposed. No, it was his girlfriend. But, but yeah, but maybe it's because they wanted the uh, you know the father to be there, dead or alive. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is a South I mean, African a, thing. I'm not a spiritual. Okay, well, this is not a South African thing, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like to think. That this is not so. You're in defense of this. I knew you would be. No, no, I, I know you would defend I, this. I didn't say I. No, I didn't say I'm defending it. I just need more context. What's going on? Is it just if it's just a random proposal and nobody knew it coming or anything like that? Well, nobody knew it was coming. That's for sure. You know, but you know, maybe uh, you know the dad and his will uh, that died said, "I want you to propose to my daughter." I don't know. I don't know oh, what's going on. I'd be willing to bet. That um, this proposal was not in the will. And really, who gives a crap if the family doesn't care? If the family cared, then that's one thing. But the family doesn't care. It did say there were onlookers there that were shocked. You don't. Here's the thing. Yeah, onlookers. That doesn't mean family. That's not a place where you ask someone to marry you. It's not at a funeral. Especially a funeral of the of the the, the 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 woman he's asking, that's her father who just died. It's like if you don't if you don't propose or you're not supposed to propose at somebody else's wedding, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's found upon. Yes. But you think it could be okay for him to propose at a funeral. It could be. Hey, listen. I I'm not listen. You, I, I, I am not one. Back this up. I am not I one. You would. I, no, I am not one to judge. I am not one to judge. I don't know. Maybe it's okay for them. Maybe the family. You say onlookers. It doesn't say family. I knew you because would back there's this a up. lot of a lot of onlookers uh, at the funerals aren't family. They're friends it. and maybe very distant relatives. I knew you would back this up. I knew you would. That's why I had to talk about. I it. just need context. Yeah. No. 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 no there needed. is context. No, because there it's is. still a proposal. It doesn't at matter. A funeral. But maybe the dad. It was the dad's dying wish. D- doubt it. 
Come on. You don't know, but you don't know. The fact is you don't know. You're right. But who makes that as your final wish? Maybe, oh, he, listen, because sir, maybe he knew. Shut your sir, mouth. You're Shut, on your no. deathbed. Do you have any final wishes? Please, yes. when I'm in the coffin... Have him yes. propose no, to my he, No, he probably said no. he probably said, Listen, I I you I need you, the boyfriend of my daughter, the fiance or whatever my daughter. Not a fiance yet. Well, not yet. <laughs> but I you longtime boyfriend of my daughter, I need you to take care of her. Oh, I want else. you to propose to her and make her at your my wife. No, maybe he did it at the funeral, but who knows? We don't know. Well, you're no, judging. You're, you're judging I, this pastor. I'm judging a, a son the, of God. I'm judging the place and, that he did this in. This could yeah. wait a day. It could wait a week. You don't propose at a funeral, even if it was the father's dying wish. Listen, Please marry my baby girl. Listen, we don't he know. Doesn't want it done at his funeral. You don't know that because you you're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. And and. <laughs> I and, love it. And, you're and, not that guy, pal. Like, we'll we'll yeah, you're, you're not, not that, that guy. guy. You're not that guy, you're not pal. That guy. So I don't know. I don't All know. Right. I don't know. It. I. I am not against it, nor am I for it. I need to know context. If it was the guy randomly doing it, then he's a jerk. What does it mean randomly? What does it even mean? You think somebody just walked, waltzed in, and and, and got on one knee? No, like meaning like he pla- like it wasn't some backstory. It was planned. There's no, I know, but there's no backstory of why he did it. If he just said, you know what, this is a good time to propose to my girlfriend, then that was that's you stupid. You proposed before, yeah. Do you, you have a backstory when you when when did I mean no? But I'm saying, but okay, but it, I. Most people propose at like uh, you know in in a special restaurant or a special yeah. place or in yeah. front of family at some, but this we don't know if there's a backstory. If the guy died by suicide, if the guy died by car accident, if he okay, died by but, cancer, but we the, don't know what's going on. But you can't judge this no, pastor. You're judging we're, what we're judging. No, we're judging no, what we are judging. Though it's not the pastor. What we're judging is the place in which he did this. He could have probably did it at a better time and place. That's How, what we're however, talking about. However, we can't judge it because we don't know oh, all the information. Judged. He's judged. He is judged. He is judged. He's a man of faith. Leave the man alone. <laughs> him and his wife will live happily ever after. I can't believe she said yes. Well, I would have clowned him. That's what I'm saying. That means I would have clowned him. That tells you right there she's okay with it. I would have clowned him. Yeah. Well, yes, you would have. I would have kicked him, and I would have clowned that man for asking me to marry him at my father's funeral. My uh, mother's funeral? Maybe. I'm just kidding. Shouldn't be asking people to marry you at a funeral. That's my point. All right. You have every, you know, every uh, right to disagree. Yeah. I just need more context. All right. This woman up on the cam right now, if you are watching us on YouTube or if you are watching us live, this is Angela Flores, and she is our first murderous mom of the week because there's a couple of them. Vegas, are you familiar with this? This is a local story for those of us who live in in Southern California. The Los Angeles mom who has allegedly, there's that word again, allegedly, even though she has already admitted to it, we still need to use the word allegedly. This Los Angeles mom who allegedly killed her three kids because she thought they were demon-possessed was hauled off to a hospital while struggling with medical workers and screaming, where's my Bible? A few hours before the victims were found. 
Angela Flores is 38 years old. She is our age, Vegas. Mm -hmm. Has been discharged with, uh, sorry, she ain't been discharged. She's been charged. You're struggling today. With I am. I am struggling. People will understand. This is like my fourth podcast today. She's been charged with three counts of murder in the deaths of Natalie Flores, who was 12, Kevin Yanez, who was 10, and Nathan Yanez, who was 8, the LA Times reported. She is being held on a $6 million bail. Flores claimed to believe the kids were possessed and repeatedly attacked them because she thought she could drive the demons out. See, this is when, you know, these these hardcore Bible thumpers, this is the hardcore Bible thumper. It goes a little over the top with it. I mean, this is a little crazy. Mm-hmm. This is a little crazy. She admitted that she killed them with the help of a 16-year-old boy whom authorities have identified as her son. He also was arrested on suspicion of murder, though prosecutors have not announced charges against him. Flores has seven children, is expected to appear in court, uh, was expected to appear in court yesterday as police continue to investigate the shocking deaths. Police responded to a report of an assault with a deadly weapon at 7.40 in the morning on Sunday at her home on on Victory Boulevard. Now, again, Vegas, as a reminder, Sunday was what day? Uh, Mother's Day. Yeah. Flores's three other children live out of state with their father because she's a bad mom and were not harmed in the bloodbath, obviously, because they live out of state. Neighbors said that she had been acting erratically on Saturday night, holding a Bible, screaming, praying, and lighting candles at other homes on the street. On Tuesday, LAPD Deputy Chief Alan Hamilton said Flores was taken to a hospital about midnight and that the bodies of the three children were not found at the home until seven hours later. Fire Department spokeswoman Margaret Stewart said the agency responded at 1248 Sunday to a medical response request from police and took the woman to a hospital. Authorities have not said how the children have died. Flowers and teddy bears were left outside the home. That's a horrific, sad, sad sight. Flores' ex-husband, Jacob Corona, told the LA Times that she had called him nearly a week earlier and made bizarre comments. She was telling him all this stuff about God. She didn't sound right. I don't really know what happened, uh, Corona said, adding that they got married in 2001 and divorced in 2007. He said they had not spoken regularly since their split. So when she called me, I had my doubts, he told the paper. She was really, uh, she was not really religious before, but then she was talking about death. I told her, what's going on? My head was going over so many things, but I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know her situation, added Corona, who said that he and Flores had a child together who is not among the dead and did not live with the suspect. 
Nearby resident Priscilla Canales told the paper that she heard a woman at about 10.30 p.m. on Saturday yelling, my family is abusing me. Mm-hmm. She said that she saw the woman later identified as Flores walk to a neighbor's, neighbor's yard where she opened a Bible and lit candles. When paramedics arrived and put the woman, who had only recently moved into the home, on a stretcher, she tried to break free and yelled, where's my Bible? The screaming you heard, you know, she was not okay. I can still hear her screaming. The neighbor told the LA Times. So, the timeline here, Vegas, is she gets picked up Saturday evening, late Saturday evening. 12.40 a.m., so Sunday morning, technically. Yes. Yes. Sunday morning, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. She gets picked up because she's acting crazy. Yeah. The kids are already dead. You understand that? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Mm -hmm. In her home, kids are dead. Yeah, the kids are dead, and it takes them how long? Seven more hours until they find the kids. That's a lot. Wouldn't in in a, obviously they didn't, but one would think that in a situation like this, we would ask some questions. Are we the only one who lives here? But, you know, is there anyone else in the home? Yeah. I mean, no one's asking No one's asking any questions here. Well, there was another. But see, what's weird is there was another kid, the, the other son that supposedly helped her uh, do this. Like, obviously, it doesn't mention him being there either at this time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you would think as a cop. Uh, but, again, but maybe not, though. I, I don't know. I don't know. Do what know, the neighbors say, like, hey, yo, they got, you know, this, this this chick's got, like, three kids? Well, that's if they go over there. The neighbors come over. I mean, it's granted. Now, re- remind you, it's 1240 uh, in the morning. Okay, true, so but most someone's, people are got a, someone's up calling the cops. The cops oh, are yeah, showing uh, yeah, up. Yeah, true. I guess they did hear about a medical thing yeah. uh, or, or something. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you would. Yeah, that's true. You probably would go to the neighbor who called it in, at least, and say, hey, what's going on? And they would tell you. Yeah, do you know if anybody else is in this house? What is she? What's her situation? Yeah. Like, if people are like, well, they have three kids. I mean, you have to know. You know somebody's got children, right? I mean, we're not talking. This isn't like. We're talking about this is a neighborhood in San Fernando Valley. Yeah, this isn't uh, Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? Where, where you know what I'm, you know what? Like no one taught. Well, I know Jesus lived on like the eighth floor. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a different kind of different kind of world. This is we're talking about a, a neighborhood with homes and and people. Yeah. So you're concerned enough to call nine one one. Yo, I got a a nut job screaming about Bibles outside can we have someone come over and take care of this thing but to have no questions asked it's very confusing well i mean that's just you you always ask questions you always ask questions after the the fact when i've always dealt with the cops or the cops have ever been called and i've been around they ask a million questions usually yes i watched my own mother when i was a young kid i was 10 i watched my mother get arrested Because she got into a domestic argument with my stepdad and she grabbed him 
and put scratches on his neck. And he got a, and she got arrested because there was physical she scratched him. Yeah. And I remember being asked a, a million questions. I was at the neighbors. The cops came over. And so I remember these situations. So anytime that I've been around cops in a, in a, in a situation, they don't, they ask too many questions. Like, please stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they did, but maybe they, maybe, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the the neighbor that called wasn't familiar with them because she did mention it. Did mention they just moved in recently. Yeah. So maybe this particular neighbor, I don't know, didn't see any. I mean, if they're kids, you would especially these ages, they'd be out and about. They'd go to school. They'd come home. You know, you, you would think. But again, I, I don't know. But yeah, you would think they'd ask questions. But they always. But you also you look at other cases uh, of like, uh, uh, you know. Uh, school shooters or, 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 or somebody that does mass shootings or, or whatever, they, they're always like, you know, did, did anything, you know, seem from, well, yeah, the cops actually, uh, the, you know, the FBI did know about this three weeks ago yeah. and didn't do it. So again, just because they asked questions, they might've asked questions, Yeah, but they might've not got the right answers yeah, or they might've just, not asked the right questions. You never know. It just blows my mind that the cops show up to this house they take the woman in custody, strap her to the to the bed, take her into some sort of custody. Yeah, and we got three dead children in the house. I know, and nobody searches the house. Nobody so, does anything. Flores yeah. on Facebook describes herself as a digital creator, where her last post on May first was the image of a sign that reads "Evangelist Noun: A person who seeks to convert others, especially by public preaching." a zealous advocate of a cause, end quote. In October, she created a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society, so she had some good in her, and said, quote, for my birthday this year, I'm asking for donations to American Cancer Society. I've chosen this nonprofit because their mission means a lot to me, and I hope you'll consider contributing as a way to celebrate with me, she wrote. In response to her last post, a user wrote, enjoy hell on earth, and thereafter, end quote. Kind of letting her off easy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she killed her her three kids. I didn't. I don't think she cared too much that it was Mother's Day. I don't think that was. Uh, I don't think the calendar meant a whole lot that night. No. I just the the, the 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 things that made me question, and I'd like to be able to maybe one day get the answer to this. So maybe I will. I will add Angela Flores here to our list of try to get some updates Uh because I would like to know how the cops were at the house and uh, nobody knew that there were three dead children on the inside. I'd like to know. I'd like to know that. Well, I also want to, I also want to know how they found them seven hours later. Like, they were there once. She was obviously. I think, obviously oh, she went home. She went did, home. Did she go home after the hospital? Yeah, I think she went home after the hospital. And. Well, obviously, if she went home, but was she going to call the cops again? Or did somebody call the cops on her again because she was crazy? She was out there crazy. I don't know. I think they were doing an investigation. 
and they found him seven hours later, or they came back for some, I don't know. doesn't make much sense, but that's LAPD for you. Yeah, so police responded to a report of an assault with a deadly weapon at about 7.40 a.m. Sunday at Flores' home, where her three children live out, uh, and her three other children live out of state. So they came back, so she called. So the, wait, were the kids not dead at midnight? That's, see, because that's, that's I, I, I thought they were. But apparently, she no, that's true. She, from what they said, if she was just crazy and they called the cops because she was crazy and then she went to the hospital, they thought, okay, maybe she's not crazy. She went home and then she killed him. That's probably more likely. She probably did that rather than kill him and then nobody. Yeah, it is saying that there are some questions because, yeah, I mean, but then. When you well, he, well, here's a question: If there's no father in this situation, the cops don't show up at midnight, take the mother, and leave three children in the house. Well, that's true. Home alone. That's true. If they yeah, if they knew about him, that's true. So the kid's got to be dead at this point. You would think, right? <laughs> but if nobody knows that there's kids in there, you would never know. So then the kids are home alone. I would think, no, 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 I think they were dead already. They must have been. Because because if I'm a kid, especially. You're coming out of the now, house. Now, now, now. Right? Yeah, now, especially because they weren't, it wasn't like a six-month-old that couldn't move from a no, crib. No, they're 12. Was, a 12 and a 10-year-old. Yeah, they're coming outside. Seven, yo, yeah. yo, that's my mouse. She's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Or, or somewhere around the house, they're doing something. The kids, they know, so they probably were already dead. Or they were locked somewhere in the basement and nobody. Now, them. her hearing was is delayed until. Pre- plea hearing is delayed until August 12th. No, oh, she's spending all that time in there. Her, yeah, her bail's at six mil. That's a lot they of They only bail. pay, what, 10% of that, right? Yeah. <sighs> she ain't got that. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's going to be in there. She's going to be in there until August 12th. And probably after that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I don't think she sees the light of day no. unless it's in a fenced yeah. in area. No. Yeah, so that seems to be, that seems to be the latest Yeah. Well, a, apparently it, she thought the kids were possessed. So I'm sure there's a mental illness uh, a mental defense, illness, defense yes. coming. Well, I mean, yeah. And it's a pretty good uh, defense. <laughs> yeah, you thought they were uh, possessed by demons. I mean, that's... But then, the, but then again, is that an act? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Casey tried to do the same thing, but, but they, it was an act. Yeah, but they said, though, that she was... Well, unless she unless she pre-planned these murders a couple weeks ago, because they the in the article the neighbors said that they saw her going around in different things before this. Yeah. So if it was, it was she thought about it and did this before. Well, that's you know we we, we knew that we had a lot of things. We had, we knew we had a couple of stories here lined up with you know murderous mothers and the second mother. On our on our list of of murderous moms, she apparently planned the 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 murder of of two of her kids. More moms killing kids. A yes, across the whole country. Yes, holy Jesus. Yes, Whew. a Happy Pennsylvania Mother's mother, Day. a Pennsylvania mother who you see right there on your screen mm-hmm. is charged with shooting. Her two young sons in the head Ouch. as they slept. Well, Jesus. 
planned the killings for more than a week. Hello. Trin Nguyen, who's also 38. You see the accidental trend here. 38. Has been jailed since May 2. Or since the May, May 2 shootings in Newtown. That killed 9-year-old Nelson Teeny and 13-year-old Jeffrey Teeny was charged with, uh, she was charged with first-degree murder on Monday after her sons died on Friday. Nguyen had planned on killing her sons, who were kept on life support until their organs could be donated for at least a week before the shootings, leaving a handwritten will dated April 25 wow. with a neighbor whom she then tried to kill. <laughs> Wow. I have a picture of the boys. It's quite sad. Those good-looking kids right there. Yeah. I have been praying for these boys and their surviving family for days, the prosecutor said in a statement. I am so sad to hear of their passing. The defendant's murder of two of her sons is unconscionable and horrific. One of uh, Nguyen's neighbors, who is also the nephew of her ex-husband, Gianni Melchiando, told cops that the deranged mom gave him a box of photos that she asked him to give to her former husband. Nguyen then pointed a gun in his face when he turned around and pulled the trigger twice, but the weapon didn't fire. How about that? That's his lucky day. How about staring death in the eyes? Go, go buy a lottery ticket, sir. You are looking down the barrel of a gun. She pulls the trigger not once, but twice. And the gun jams. Oh, boy. He's got a new lease on life. He then wrestled the gun away from Duen and found multiple rounds in the weapon. Authorities said she drove off in a Toyota minivan, probably, uh, what do they call those minivans? Soccer mom minivan? No, no, the Toyota, the Sienna. Oh, Sienna? Probably drove off in a Sienna. It was arrested hours later in nearby Washington's crossing. We have a lovely photo of her being arrested. There she is. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you look good after murdering somebody. Oh, yeah. Very rare. Nguyen later claimed during her arraignment that she went to New Jersey to obtain, to obtain some narcotics, which she ingested in a failed suicide attempt. Mm. Detectives also found a loaded thirty-eight inside Nguyen's minivan, as well as suspected packages of heroin, Whoa. swabs of blood, and a note on the dashboard. Please call 911, the note said, according to the complaint. My children are dead in their bed. She capitalized the D and dead for some reason. Back at Nguyen's home, investigators found the handwritten, uh, also found the handwritten will, which she penned a week earlier, providing instructions on what to do with her ashes, as well as those of her sons. The document was signed by Nguyen, according to the complaint. I wonder if that's an actual will. It's not, right? I've never done a will before, so I don't even know. Uh, I, a will has to be like I'm gonna, I would assume 
that a will would have to either be notarized or signed by well, what did a third she, party. Well, what did, what, 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 what did she, she wrote say? this on a yellow pad of paper. Yeah, but what did she say in the will again? You're not listening? I did listen. She just said of what she wanted to, uh, providing instructions on what to do with her ashes as well as those of her sons. Oh, so that that's fine. That You don't need any legal standard okay. for that. But, if but she, do they have to follow that? I mean, I guess they. She's dead, so I mean, I guess no, she's alive. Oh no, she's alive. The kids are dead. Yeah, I mean, I guess she tried to die. Yeah, that's right. I guess you don't have to, but I mean, but she tried to kill herself. So yes, she assumed she was going to die uh, once she tried to kill herself. Yeah. So I would assume they don't have. I mean, they definitely don't have to follow it. Um, you know, but they might. I mean, so she shot her kids in the head while they were sleeping on May two. And she was set to be evicted on May 3. So she, she had a lot of problems. Nguyen had been married to Ed Teeny until last spring when she filed for divorce. According to civil court records cited by the Inquirer, Teeny is the father of Nguyen's younger son, sources told the newspaper. Nguyen, who has also been denied bond, is due in court for a preliminary hearing on May 23. Online records show a message left at the Bucks County Public Defender's Office, which is representing her, was not immediately returned. So there you have it. These poor kids, these great-looking kids who look like they had a pretty damn good life, if you look up this story and see the home in which they were being raised in and uh, tragically cut short in their own bed by their own mother shot in the head. They never had a chance. Like I never had a chance. Understand that? I, you know what? I, I think they should shoot her in the head. That's what they should well, do. Well, they should, yes. They won't, Put a but they should. Right in her head. I am all for eye for an eye. Capital punishment. If you're she she should get her day in court or her couple of weeks. She should get her fair trial. She should get all of that. And if found guilty, they should put a bullet right in her head. I I would say no. And I would only say no because she tried to kill herself. She didn't want to live. So by you killing her. So you keep her alive? You keep just her alive? Just to torment her? Yes. Uh, that, I don't know. Man. That's a better, that, to me, that's a better sentence uh, than killing them. I think she tried to kill herself because she, I don't think, I don't think it was, I, I don't want to live anymore. I think she tried to kill herself because she didn't want to just, I, I, I think it's because she didn't want to get in trouble. For killing the kids. Well, exactly. So she tried to end her life. I still say end it. I, I still say end it because I, if I'm a Pennsylvania taxpayer, why do I want to flip the bill for a, a broad who tried to, who not tried, who killed her own sons? It's terrible. Uh, it is terrible. I mean, I, there's no doubt of that. There's no uh, doubt that that's the case. I just don't know if you kill her. I mean, obviously, we, this is a moot point because they're not going to kill her, but... I do agree with capital punishment. I do agree that people should, uh, you know, these these serial killers and and, and uh, mass shooting people and stuff like that. If they don't die, they should be killed. Um, 
And not humanely, by the way, not the needle. Don't don't give them lethal injection where they pass away sleep, you know, easily and, and painlessly. No, you need to make them suffer. I think they need to go out the way that they took whoever they they took out. If you could, I mean, if you could do it, you know, you, it's not like you know Susan Smith when she drove her kids into the into the river in the car and locked them in the car and they all drowned. Obviously, you can't stick her in. <laughs> Can't stick her in an old Buick. I would. And roll her into a pond. I would. But I would definitely kill I her. I would still do that. I, I would do that. I would I would I would push her off a cliff. Off a cliff? Into the ocean. I don't think she went off a cliff though. I think she just rolled the kids, you know, into That's what like I would a, do. into a river. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Remember that Susan Smith? Yes. She thought she said the of the black guy or the Mexicans <laughs> yes. abducted her kids. Yeah, and she did it. Oh, man, that was a Unbelievable story. A lot of winning moms here on the episode tonight. Yeah, so I and then I and then at the end of this show we got a capper of a mother. We'll we'll get into that. But um yeah, man. Angela Flores on Mother's Day, none no less. Yeah. Now the the the, the, the trend to win thing, you know, a day before she's about to get evicted, the wheels are coming off. But I still don't understand she, how you can get in a mind a mind frame to kill your own children. But you said that she planned this for a week. That's true. Yeah, well, she was getting evicted yeah, for a week. Yeah, she knew she was. Yeah. 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 I. But still, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have the heart to kill anybody, let alone, like, my kids. Like, I don't have kids, so I don't know how that feels, but... I, I just, I just, I don't know. I don't think I could kill a, a kid. Here's a good karma story for you. A South Carolina man is accused of strangling his girlfriend, dead, by the way. He dies while he's digging her grave in a yard. Okay? Instant karma. Joseph McKinnon. Who? Joseph McKinnon, he was 60 years old. I was going to say 38. He killed, it's been the number, but he killed Patricia Dent, who was 65, inside a Trenton home on Saturday, the Edgefield County Sheriff's Office said. Deputies responded to the residents over reports of an unresponsive male lying in his yard. So somebody sees this guy lying in the yard, and they call 911. And when they arrive, they find McKinnon's body. I I love how this, it says, during an investigation. Oh, well, you saw the guy laying in his front yard, and as you see, there's an open ditch with the other body in it. Yes. That we investigated. So during their investigation, deputies found a second body in a freshly dug pit. The body was identified as Dent, who lived with McKinnon. He had a cardiac event while covering the pit. Investigators believe McKinnon attacked Dent in the home. An autopsy determined that she died by strangulation because we could figure those sorts of things out. Mr. McKinnon then bound her and wrapped her in a trash bag before putting her in a previously dug pit. Dent was supposed to be at work at the Mountain Vintage Golf Course the day she died but didn't show up. The news outlet reported she also didn't answer calls or respond to text messages because she was dead. So this is instant karma, Vegas. Yes, this this is is instant karma. If there's ever been instant karma. Yes. He Uh, kills her. 
He digs the grave, right? Because they say it was a previously dug hole. Yeah. And 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 I just want to know, what is this guy thinking? He's digging a hole in his own <laughs> yard. He's not even doing it like the mob. He's not even taking her to an abandoned field. Yeah, like he's doing it in his own yard. Like, like she's not going to sh- show up to work. She's not going to. It's not like an old lady that doesn't have a family or doesn't have you know stuff like that. She's not going to show up to work. She not responding to texts or calls or anything like that because she's dead. You think that they're going to somebody's eventually going to call the police if they didn't respond to the heart attack of this guy, and they're going to look around and they're going to be like, huh. This was not premeditated because no one could be this stupid. No. So why are you burying her body in your own backyard? Yeah. People this are going to see that thought through at all. No, they're going to see the disturbed dirt <laughs> and they're going to say, well, this lady's not here. Yeah. Cause they're going to knock on the door cause they know that's where she lives. Yeah. Oh, Mr. McKinnon. Yeah. We're looking for Mrs. Dent. Oh, I haven't seen her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she lives here. Have you haven't? No, I haven't seen her for a couple days. Oh, okay, because she hasn't shown up to work or anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, she's your girlfriend, isn't she? Well, this doesn't seem. Well, like, yeah, but I don't. Oh, come on. I, I, you know, she she went out the, a couple nights ago and never came home. Well, and you didn't you didn't call the cops because she never came home. Was that like her? Well, no, she never. Oh, okay. So come so on. he. I mean, maybe it was premeditated. I mean, could kill. Well, no, he could have no. killed her, dug the hole, yeah, he, and then went back inside, grabbed the body, right? He sticks yeah. the body in a couple of trash bags. Okay. So it, it's definitely not premeditated because I would like to think that Mr. Joseph McKinnon would have been just a tip bit smarter. I mean, I wouldn't say it's definitely not premeditated, but the chances are it's probably So not. he strangles her in a fight. They have an mm-hmm. argument. Yep. Some sort of disagreement. He chokes her out. Goes outside, exerts himself by digging a hole. He comes back inside, grabs her. Now, at this point, you know his adrenaline is on just fucking overload. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, he is just wired. So, he gets her body, puts it in a trash bag or two, or how many trash bags it was. Dra- now, he's got a dragger. Gonna drag her outside, right? Yeah. So he drags her outside, puts her in the hole, and now he's covering the hole up, and he drops dead. Yeah, well. I think all of those events got his heart overworking. Yeah. You know, the adrenaline's kicking in, but the heart's flying. Dum 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 dum. I mean, you just killed someone. You just killed someone, and this ain't like I don't care how many times you kill someone. It, 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 that rush that you're getting—they always describe the rush. You know, the killers, the rush. I killed again because of the rush. Well, those are just mentally ill people. They, they, well, I mean, he's still got to be mentally. No, you know, he's, he's got to have a screw loose. He's no. burying 
the body in his own backyard. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he has a screw loose. The guy, the guy could be scared. No, he's got a screw loose. Because well, he, because he's choked her out. He, people choke people no, out no, all the time. Screws, the screw loose is. He thinks that this is the proper way to dispose the body and not get caught. No, he probably doesn't think that. He just he he's he's irrational, but he's not crazy. I mean, I've never killed anybody. You might have, but. Obviously, yeah, the first thing you think of is not to put it in the backyard, but he's probably like, oh, shit, I can't leave her here. What do I do? What do I, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got to no, go dig a hole. Not, but that shouldn't be your first thought. Your first thought should be, I got to take this body and drive it as far away from here as I could possibly get. It's not I'm going to drag her nine feet and bury her in the backyard. Well, no. The That's not the answer. No, the first thought should be, oh, I got to call 911 because I accidentally killed her. So, so, so somebody's sitting at home right now listening. Or they're in the car listening on the podcast, or they're watching the video on YouTube, and they're probably thinking, well, you just brought up John Wayne Gacy a little while ago, and he buried bodies in his crawl space. Correct. He did. But they weren't his wife or girlfriend. And most of the time, they were teenage boys. (laughs) They were teenage boys who were sometimes runaways and... He was a smart, he was smarter than Mr. Joseph McKinnon. This guy is killing his in-living living girlfriend and burying her in her own back, in the old backyard, Vegas. And you're telling me he doesn't have a screw loose. He does. That just because he does, doesn't mean he doesn't have a screw loose, bro. You're assuming. He's got he, a screw no, loose. No, no. It's safe to assume. No, it doesn't. It no. is safe to assume he's got a screw loose. No. Just by the way he handled the situation after he did the crime. No, that does All not right. mean he has a screw loose. You are thinking totally irrational in that sense. <laughs> I'm thinking irrational. He wants to bury the body say, in the same yard. I didn't say he was thinking rationally, but he wasn't. He's not mentally ill. Because it, it now, now if this comes out that he pre-planned this and enjoyed it, you and can't really at this point. How well, are you going to come out with that? He's dead. Well, that's true. Unless but, you wrote a note, but no, I think this happened in a fit of rage. Yeah, I and, think and, this is a fit of rage killing. So he probably didn't mean to do it. Okay, but then so he freaked out. Because but how could that be the answer? Hasn't he watched Godfather? <laughs> Hasn't he watched The Sopranos? That's not the answer. Burying her in the backyard. Okay. Like, if I choked you out right now, I would drag your ass to your own car. Good luck. And I would drive you as far away from here as I can. I'm not going to bury you in the backyard No, here. if you killed me right now, you would probably call 911 and be like, oh, shit. We were having a fight. I didn't mean to, and try to and try to d- have a demon accident. True. That's what a normal person like you would do. But this guy, in in in, in you know, be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I just killed a person, killed my girlfriend. I loved her. Now I got to do something. Love and to death. He, I'm just saying. I I just I can't believe that you can you think that he could he could kill her and then want to bury her in the backyard i'm not he's he's thinking clearly well obviously he wasn't thinking clearly but he doesn't have a screw loose you're like saying he's this guy's mentally ill oh yeah 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 no and i'm i'm gonna stick with that i don't think he's mentally ill i think he he had a lapse in judgment (laughs) certainly did but i don't think you can't just say he's mentally ill if you're new to this show i like to every week ford is always wrong that's if you're new to it now you know if you're new here 
I like to have a cold case. I like to talk about a cold case that gets solved. You know, I, I think cold cases are the best part about doing a true crime podcast because typically the killer will get theirs in the end. A lot of times the killer has already been dead, but I digress. I think it's the, it's the, it's the happy ending. If you're going to do a, a if you're going to talk about true crime, ending the week with cold cases is, is the best way to go. Right? Vegas. Correct. Okay. So we're going to do a cold case. I got a cold case for this week, and then we'll update on a couple of the other stories that we have been following here at, at, at Ford in Vegas. The Fontana police, this is a local, it's a local story. The Fontana police have solved a 32-year cold case. In March of 1990, John Carl Burkhardt, who I am showing there on the cam, from Fontana, missed a breakfast date with a friend. When the friend went to his home on Ma- uh, Mongo Avenue. Mango. Or Mango. Why did I say Mongo? I don't know. Maybe I got Steve McMichael on the brain. Yep. So, yeah, it's clearly Mango. Yeah. I honestly don't know why I said uh, Mongo. Struggling tonight. My apologies. Please accept. The 71-year-old was found stabbed to death in his home, and in his home was also ransacked. Police searched for his killer, but all leads went cold. For more than 30 years, this case was unsolved. On Monday, the Fontana Police Department announced that Burkhart's killer had been found and was already serving a prison sentence for an unrelated charge. Investigators got a break in this case when a witness confessed in 2003 to being in Burkhardt's home the day he was killed. The unidentified witness told police that on March 25, 1990, she and Michael Joseph Vance went to Burkhardt's home to pick up money. Burkhardt invited Vance and the witness into his home, but an argument broke out over the amount of money that was owed to Vance. During the argument, Vance went into Burkhead's kitchen, grabbed a steak knife, and repeatedly stabbed him. Vance and the unnamed witness then ransacked Burkhardt's home and took several items before they left. During the initial investigation, police took evidence from the crime scene, including fingerprints from the knife uh, that was in Burkhardt's home. Over the years, forensic technology obviously has advanced, and investigators matched the evidence to Vance's fingerprints. Vance denied knowing Burkhart, but in September 2021, the case was presented to the San Bernardino District Attorney's Office while investigators sought to charge Vance with Burkhart's murder. In April 2022, Vance pleaded to a voluntary manslaughter charge, according to the authorities. Vance was already serving a prison sentence for an unrelated crime and will serve his prison time concurrently with his remaining time. The Fontana Police Department did not immediately respond to requests for comments on the case. According to prison records, Vance is 56, is serving his prison term in Valley State Prison in Chowchilla, California. He will be eligible for parole in February of 2033. So, 
Vegas, the the one thing I I take from this, unfortunately, and I and I obviously I cannot confirm it, but something tells me the amount of money that Vance thought he was owed by Mr. Burkhart was not enough to end the man's life. Probably not. I no. mean, what a sad story. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Mr. Burkhart is dead at this point. Even if he didn't die that day, he's dead, obviously. It's 30-some years ago, right? Like, unless it's... Well, he, yeah, because he was, what, 70-something? Yeah. Unless it's going to be 102, chances are he's not dead. But he have probably had a little more life in him at a li- 70. A little bit, yeah, probably. And I, I, am, I am to believe that the amount of money that he died over was not worth dying over. Oh, no, no. But it's a rage, right? This sounds like a moment, a rage kill. Well, okay. Two, An argument happens. Well, two things that I have a thing with. And a man gets stabbed. Or two things that... It, this isn't some guy that owes a bookie. I mean, it could have been. I, I shouldn't say that because, I mean, 70-year-olds do gamble. Um, but... What you what are you proving? Like if you're you're going into the house yeah. of a seventy year old man, now he's and, he's what twenty six? Yeah, Vance. Yeah, because he's, he's fifty six now. Yeah. So he's twenty six. He's going to a what's house of a seventy year old man. Yeah, what's he doing? Owen? And, and the guys and the and the the guy's going to pay. The guy has money. He's going to be here. And then the other guy's like, "No, that's not what you owe me. That's not enough." And then you kill him. But what, what, my question is. Why does a 26, 27, 25-year-old man, why does a 70-year-old man owe him money? Well, it, it it had to be some sort of gambling thing or, or I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, unless the we'll 26, yeah, we'll never know. Unless, unless a, Vance tells us. Unless a 26-year-old guy, you know, lent him money uh, for something. Uh, I, I would assume it was a gambling thing. Uh you know, but didn't they say 2003 that this witness came forward and told them about this? Mm-hmm. So, so this witness told them in 2003 that Vance was there and stabbed him and killed him, or not stabbed? Was it stabbed? Yeah, no, but it, I don't think I don't think they didn't. They, they probably the the witness probably didn't tell them no, who they went in the house with. I thought it said the witness, there was two witnesses. There was the witness that told them that Vance was there and Vance. Yeah, investors got a break in the case when a witness confessed in 2003 to being in Burkhardt's home the day he was killed, according to police. The the unidentified witness told police that on March 25, 1990, she and Michael Joseph Vance went to Burkhardt's home to pick up money. Burkhardt invited Vance and the witness into his home. But an argument broke out over the amount of money owed to Vance. During the argument, Vance went into Burkhardt's kitchen, grabbed a steak knife, and repeatedly stabbed him. Yes. So that was in 2003. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, 2003 is, I mean, it's its a long time ago, but it's not like out of the realm of possibility that DNA evidence and stuff. So they had to go back. It sounds like they had to go back into the case. Yeah, because you because obviously at that time, this witness told them in 2003, so they probably questioned Vance. I'm assuming he wasn't in prison when they questioned him in yeah, 2003. Yeah, Vance denied knowing Burkhardt. So, yeah, so he said, no, I didn't do it. So they didn't have enough evidence to pursue charges, even though a witness put them put him there. Yes. Plus, it was, twenty what, 13 years later yeah. that they got this. Yeah. So Yeah. 
And then they brought the course, the case again in front of the judge in September, 2021 to the, sorry, the case was presented to the San Bernardino district attorney's office. Cause they got new evidence that put Vance at the scene and stuff. Technology advanced. And then they, then he did a plea deal. Mm-hmm. See technology is, is, is advancing and killers in the eighties and nineties don't expect to technology to advance in 13, 15, 20, 25 years. Kind of like how the mob wasn't expecting the Lake Mead line to drastically change like it has, causing there to just be an abundance of human remains found at Lake Mead. Now, last week on this show, we brought up the the body that was found in a barrel, right? This guy. Yes. This guy was found in a barrel at the, in Lake Mead or at Lake Mead. I guess he's not in Lake Mead anymore, is he? No. Because the lines have kind of changed. How have the lines changed for it? Is that what you're asking me? This is how drastically Lake Mead has changed. So when the mob... Now, everyone is, is thinking that this is mob-related because bodies and barrels is what the mob did. So the mob is probably showing up to Lake Mead with a body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the line is like, <laughs> you know, halfway up this line where the new line, you know what I'm saying? It's like halfway up, maybe even lower than that. And now, 30, 40, 50 years later, we have this. The lines are down here, and bodies are showing up. Bodies and barrels. So this is the guy that was found a couple of weeks ago. Remember, we talked about him. Oh, he was found last week. We talked about him a little bit last week. The shoes that he was wearing were from Kmart in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Okay. So we have, no, we don't have her. We have this that was now found. More human remains. Vegas, those are teeth. Right there. Mm -hmm. Teeth. It's not the same guy that they found in the barrel. Over the weekend, that's the second set of human remains that have been found. Now, Lake Mead provides water for a lot of different states, right? I think even, even I think California also gets some, some water from Lake Mead, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So... Lake Mead has dropped more than 170 feet since 1983. Okay? Mm -hmm. 170 feet since 83. The year you and I were born was a little lower than this. So now all these bodies are popping up and the first thing the first thing that they're thinking is, is these are mob hits, mm-hmm. which it's a safe assumption, seeing as though 
Las Vegas used to be run by? The mob. Precisely. Mm-hmm. So the question now becomes, how many of these human remains are we going to find in Las Vegas? Now, there's teeth here. I showed you guys some teeth. Those are called dental records. We can find out who that is. Yeah. And we'll be able to connect some dots. And we'll know. We'll know who these people are and if they were mob related. Now, as if that line wasn't enough that I was showing you, this boat used to be at the bottom of Lake Mead. Yeah. It's now at ground level. To kind of put it into perspective, how much this thing has dropped. If, if, if 170 feet doesn't mean anything to you since 1983... This picture should tell the story. A damn boat is on land, and it was once at the bottom of Lake Mead. That's crazy, Vegas. It is. So the mob's not planning for climate control. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, things are a-changing. It's global warming, Vegas. That's what they yeah. say. That's what they tell us. Did you just do a, you just do a tap? Is that what that was? What? Was that a tap? Did tap. you tap me? No, I didn't tap you. Oh. I don't have taps. No, I thought you just did a tap. No. Oh. No tappies. Thought you were trying to hurry me along here. No. Ne- never. 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 Never would I ever. The only other thing I, the only other two things that I wanted to talk about tonight, which we don't even have to talk about them tonight. I guess the one we do, the guy that allegedly killed Ms. Gall there in, in Queens, mm-hmm. this woman with the beautiful dog, um, he has said in, 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 in their update here, now we know the guy who did it, right? He was the... The plumber, mm-hmm. uh, the handyman. Yeah, they were they were doing a little bang 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 skeet 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 on the side. Yeah. So he killed her and dragged her body back in April. It was a horrific thing. Yeah. You know, so he's been on he's been arraigned. You know, obviously on murder. Um, he is claiming that she gave him HIV. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't think that. Necessary means you got to murder. She lied to me. She used me. She told me that she loved me. She couldn't be with one person. Okay. And he's saying that she also gave him HIV. Well, sucks to be him because now he's going to prison with HIV. Yeah. And he said that she took a phone call from another guy and she said she was going to see him without specifying when, according to court docs, that made me angry. I couldn't accept it. And uh, there you go. Well. He killed her. I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that necessarily means uh, to kill her, but. And this was him in court. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that justifies. I don't think that justifies murder either. Yeah, but but that's what he did. Yeah, I don't think that one's alleged either. I think that one's uh, pretty obvious. Yep. <laughs> we could just put this uh, one through the through the express lane of court and get this guy right out of here and put him the rest, <laughs> and then we don't have to we don't have to worry about him anymore. And the taxpayers in New York don't have to pay for his ass. That's true. So we'll save this other one for next week. What do you say? Uh, yeah. Is sure. that okay with you? Yeah, it's fine with me. All right. And um, I will try to maybe be able to get Rage and Rob's Music Minute up here. I didn't load it up pre-show like I was supposed to, like professionals do. The professional? Yeah. Who's apparently not me tonight. Definitely not you. I am not the professional this evening, but I do have it. I do have it ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program to bring you a special bulletin. Listen up. It's time for Rage and Rob's Music Minute. You do want to be a part of that, don't you? This is Rage and Rob with your Music Minute. Uh, we got some concert announcements to go through today. We got uh, Smashing Pumpkins on tour with Jane's Addiction. Uh, it should be a big show. Check that out if you get a chance. Also, uh, I bought my tickets to the A Day to Remember tour uh, in Portland in October. Uh, they'll be on tour with a few different bands. Uh, so check out that one. It's only for floor seats. It's only about 90 bucks total. Great price. And they were one of my favorite bands uh, last year Welcome to Rockville. So you get a chance to check them out, do so. Uh, in movie news, anybody from the 80s and 90s, you might know um, the iconic cult classic, uh, This is Spinal Tap. There is a sequel in the works. Uh, it's going to be called, tentatively called Spinal Tap 2. It is set to release March 19th, 2024. So check that out. We also have, uh, for gamers, um, Slipknot. Each member of Slipknot will be featured in a Titan Forge games with their own character. Uh, it's a game called Smite Battleground of the Gods. So check that out if you're a Slipknot fan. Also, uh, the Rob Zombie film, The Monsters, that's been highly anticipated. Looks like it's going to be quite long. Or that's that's what the rumors are. So uh, anybody that's a fan of the Rob Zombie films, if you did not know, he is making a The Monsters film. Not sure yet when it'll be out, but there are a lot of things online about it if you want to read about that. Also, uh, in stupid-ass music awards news, we all, we all love those shows. Don't we? But uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have pulled out of the Billboard Music Awards due to unforeseen circumstances, probably because, you know, the Music Awards shows do not like rock or metal or anything like that. So instead, they've got uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Dan and Shay to replace the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, at this year's Billboard Music Awards show. This has been your Music Minute. Always remember that when you're here, it's not personal. It's a podcast. I got to get rid of that bumper. I hate that bumper. Yeah, well. I paid for that bumper. I hate that bumper. All right. So we will do a little, uh, we have a little, a little bet ski here because we kind of like to end these shows. I know 
We spent a lot of time talking about death and murder. <laughs> and uh, we want to end the shows, Vegas, on a more um, upbeat note. Yes. Uh, leave them going away happy instead of death, death, murder, murder. So Vegas and I, uh, as you could tell here, if you guys are watching on the video, or if you've just been a longtime listener of this show, you'll know that Vegas is a White Sox fan and I am a Yankees fan. And over the next week, they will play each other seven times. So we're doing a little Betsky Betsky that we always like to do on this program. And we've decided to take all seven games and the team that wins the most, the loser has to suffer. And we've decided that the uh, number of games that our favorite team wins, if they win the most of the seven, so basically at least four, Mm -hmm. they have to eat four jelly bellies. Now, if you're listening to this show for the first time and you're like, jelly bellies, who gives a fuck? Give me some marshmallows. No, no, they have to eat either, you know, the fiery challenge where, you know, you burn, you die. Okay, you mm-hmm. die by 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 fire in the mouth. I showed the other camera. I forget this camera right here. We got two cameras going, or you could also choose to have to eat some of the disgusting flavors. You know, stinky socks, uh, dead fish, toothpaste. Yep. Vegas hates the toothpaste it, taste. Yep, definitely hate it. So, <laughs> so that's going to be the bet. For the seven games, when does the series, the whole series will end, what, next Sunday? Next Sunday. Okay, so it's it's the yeah. four days here and then the weekend next weekend. Yes. And I'm thinking about pulling from the bet because the White you Sox can't gave, up, from the bet. gave up seven runs with two outs in the We've made top it, of the eighth. We made it prior to this game that is playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it looks like the Yankees might win the first one, but uh, well, they, they have to win... Well, yeah, if they don't win it, well, yeah, but if they don't win this one. This is one game. I know, but if they don't win this one, you're in trouble because if the White Sox somehow score eight runs in two oh, innings yeah. with the with the Yankees back-end bullpen, you, yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought for sure we're going to extras and maybe we can squeak it, squeak it out. And then, nope, Joe Kelly comes in and let's just give up a bunch of freaking hits to the heart of the lineup, all with two outs. Yeah. Yes. So, like the description of this show says, this is a true po- true crime podcast for the ages. Yes, and thank you, Tony LaRusso. So, That's all, all right. I got to say. All Should right. fire him right now. All right. So there you go. So we're gonna do the bet. The loser has to eat as many, and we get to choose. You get to mix and match. So if if the the Yankees win four games, I could choose to have him eat four of these, not all at once. I mean. It's consecutive, but they don't have to be all at the same time. Or I could do two of these and two of the bad ones. If we could mix and match and decide. So we're going to have fun with this. What we like to do on this show, on our old show, before we rebranded, these are the kind of sick things that we used to do. So there you go. Like to end this, we'll end these shows with, with some good news. And tonight we're ending it with the best news as the Yankees whoop that ass. Well, we got a lead-off double, so that's all that we can ask for. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you're listening on the podcast. Also, give us five stars, five stars, five stars, five stars. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. This is Ford in Vegas, a true crime podcast with two friends who hate each other. For Vegas, I'm Ford. 
And we'll see you guys next week.